This podcast is Welcome back again, y'all, to the Bourbon and Border Loans Podcast on the Black Taxi Podcast Network. Uh, it's good to be back in the building with everybody. Thank y'all for holding me down. I got Janae, I got Shanice, I got Corey. What's up? Hello. Hey. But Panama's not going to be joining us this week. He has some family obligations. Uh, so, as everybody knows, you know, there's no Queen Sugar episode this week. So, we decided to take the opportunity to make this like our Twitter episode because, you know, we enjoy... Uh, engaging online on social media with our fans with the fans of the show and we all you know we all have a good time watching queen sugar so if you haven't been following along on twitter or if you have been we have a great time on twitter on wednesdays at 9 p.m eastern standard time um we live tweet as a family we have fun we talk can i say shit we talk shit um we share reactions it's just a really great time so over on twitter at b borderlands at b borderlands um we have been kind of gathering some of the tweets that stood out to us the most also i want to note that we're kind of a big deal um our girl <laughs> ava has followed us on twitter she thought my joke was funny she retweeted it and she hey. laughed um so shout out to ava for following us also a lot of the producers and writers are engaging with us on the show. So are y'all listening? Like, are y'all listening? Like, baby girl, like, this is popping. Like, I really feel like it's a great time. So make sure that you're following us on Twitter so that you can engage with us and so that we can shout you out like we're going to do today on this show. Um, so we kind of wanted to get started with outlining some of our favorite tweets from the past couple of weeks. Um, who wants to start? Actually, no, I'll start because I have a favorite. Everybody's favorite character on the show, on our show. Corey, we're going to call Corey a character. Um, we have, <laughs> we, <laughs> well, actually, the funny thing is, Corey is not a character. This is this is real life Corey, true to himself. He's not trolling. Um, but one of our <laughs> shout out to um, Sanyu Kelly at Sanyu Kelly. She said that she is enjoying the podcast, but can Corey stop being a troll for one episode? It's annoying and borderline insulting. And I just want to say. Um, we appreciate you enjoying the podcast, Sanyu Kelly, and I just hate to say it, but Corey is not trolling. <laughs> um, just wanted to say that. But then also, Corey gets some love, too. Um, oh, they love me? <laughs> some, you know, some people, it's, it's you know, you're polarizing. That's what you do. Let's see. I don't know how to pronounce this. The Their handle is L-Y-D-Z-A-T-Wit, and their, their name is Omaral Hazard. I don't know if that's like some kind of code word, but shout out to you. Um, they said, so much is happening, B&B, spot on as ever, and Corey's opinions are hilarious as always. Ooh, so I love, I love her. Yeah, Ooh, so we got some. You, we right. got some. Inside of her DMs. First of all, I didn't say it was a her. Oop, Relax. <laughs> Pipe, Pipe down. Sorry, um, in my DMs. <laughs> um, so all yeah, they huge. said, I can only add for the last scene. They're most definitely teasing us with those I love you spoken to the air around each other, not just at Blue. Team Darla here, Disha's cute, but dot, 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 parched. We're Team Darla, too. Also, we're Team Darla. So shout out to you, you know, shout out to all of you guys for the 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 love-hate relationship that you guys have with Corey. <laughs> I can assure you that he loves the attention. So <laughs> keep it up. Um, all right. So, Jareen, what was your favorite? What was your favorite tweet? Uh, so my favorite tweet sort of involves a, a thread uh, a round of discussion, something that I noticed when I was watching the show, and it was really cool to see it reflected uh, 
on Twitter. Um, you know, we tweeted uh, this week, Shanice, you were handling the, uh, the Twitter duties. And he said, how do y'all feel about this student-professor dating thing? A bit of a power dynamic in place, no? And then uh, what do you call the little emoji that's, uh, that's thinking, thinking real emoji. hard? You're thinking real hard. <laughs> the thinking face. Yeah. yeah, thinking face emoji. And um, it seems to be a pattern. And then um, at so it underscore rights. And he says, I think that phrase in and of itself is where you get into trouble. No such thing as dating your professor, just being taken advantage of, point mm. blank, period. So I was still sort of thinking along those lines, too. And it was followed up with, uh, I am who he chose. And she says, I definitely mentioned this. It's predatory behavior to me, point blank. And I agree there's a pattern. As I said earlier, what happens when a student denies her? Why doesn't Nova see it? Something may be in her past as well that she doesn't see a problem. So, you know, like I saw a lot of reactions online um, and they were all over the place. Like some people thought that the relationship was was hot, that it was sexy, mm-hmm. that it was cool, that it was, you know, normal. Um, but I think there's certainly room to look at it with a with a with a, a side lens, eye. Yeah. You know, there, there's a different lens to look at it through. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I also noticed that she has a new student. Mm-hmm. Who sits right on yeah, the right side? This is a pattern. It's a who, pattern. Who looks a little bit like Nova? Looks very mm-hmm. Nova adjacent. You know, and you know, I think she she's keeping that cycle going. Absolutely. Who knows how many have been in between? Well, yeah. Nova said she had a type. Yeah, when she, looked at, uh, she did. Yeah. She, she did, did say that. Yeah. She, yeah she I mean, I think I think some people thought it just meant like as a student, like oh, a oh. like an outspoken oh, student nah. who's brown skin. Yeah, nah. <laughs> okay. Outspoken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know. It is a, a same-sex relationship. Maybe people don't look at it quite the same as they would if it was a male professor and a female student. I absolutely think that this, if this was a male professor, um, it would definitely be a lot more frowned upon. I definitely think that, like I said when I tweeted it, I definitely think it's creepy and there's a power dynamic at play. It's it's kind it's it's predatory. Yeah, you as a professor taking advantage. I mean, I, who I'm not really clear on if she was in her class if she was actually her professor or she was just a professor but i definitely think that it takes advantage of your position as a professor when you're dating a student yeah you know what i mean i I think that like so if if i don't comply with your request are you gonna fail me like my life is at stake here right and i'm dating you yeah like that's it's real me too right wild oh yeah but you know love can find love can find you anywhere sometimes you could be in the middle of a a lecture (laughs) a speech and you just connect eyes with somebody and then you know to be fair to be kicking it with the interns yes you know and then boom love yeah to be fair everybody's had a fine teacher wait workplace love is a real Thing. This ain't workplace love. This is not workplace It's not professor on professor. You know, we talk yeah. about professor student. That's a little bit different. Right? But the thing that makes it predatory, like obviously, of course, you've been in class and you've seen an attractive professor, but you're the child, like you're the student here. Like you're the what do you call it? The prey. The thing that makes yeah. it predatory is that this stu- like this student is not helpless, but you know what I mean. Like they're they're kind of depending on you, relying on you for their whole career trajectory in in school. Yeah, and there's definitely going to be some concerns of, like you said, what happens happens when, or or like the, um, what do you call them, a tweeter? 
Yes, mm-hmm. that's what you do. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Mention was that Jabri you know, is all full of dad mode. <laughs> what happens when when she gets rejected? You know, how does she handle things? Like, is there? We extra, see how she handles it. Is there extra work? Is how there, do you, you know, tell? You know, do you does she throw a minus on your? Or even you know the implications for the student. I mean, of course, there's a lot we we don't know about the dynamics of this relationship, but. How transparent is uh, Dr. Octavia being as far as her expectations and her intentions in the long term? Is the student thinking that this is something, you know, just for the moment, as long as I'm in your class? Are we just having fun? Is this supposed to be long term? Are we in a committed situation? And, you know, for Dr. Octavia, who is clear at this point, at least has had a pattern with, you know, having a, a relationship with Nova and then this new student, Jasmine, however many in between. But, you know, is this just something, is, just, is this just behavior that she's just perfected and has down to a science and you know she's just leaving all these scorned students in her wake i don't yeah. know like what are the implications for the students that yeah. she's having these relationships with yeah. and as far as their emotional health and stability and you know their outlook on relationships and yeah. like all of these different things maybe this plays into a reason why nova is the way she is i hey. i personally oh. feel like Dr. Octavia and Nova are two peas in the same toxic pod. I see a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Same toxic ass pod. I I don't like it. And I feel like maybe they'll go into this a little deeper, especially now that Octavia is trying to spend more time with her on the road. Maybe this is a reason why Nova has a lot of the issues with you know, connectivity with commitment, you know, mm. with the relationships mm. in her mm. life that she does. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But and definitely I don't like it. Uh, professionally, you know, how exactly. she how she's looking for acceptance. Like mm-hmm. Dr. Octavia seems to never give any any type of kudos. Like, exactly. like Nova she's shows a up for sure. Nova shows up with critical acclaim and commercial success. And still got called mediocre. And, and still and got amateur. called mediocre. Come on now. <laughs> and amateur. Right. Those are the two things that you're looking for. Petty. Critical acclaim and commercial success. Not good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that um that these are the only two? Nova and new Absolutely student? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Absolutely not. No. I also wonder, like, if Dr. Octavia is just a hater or if her feelings are really legit hurt about that one line in the book. Why though? Why would your feelings be hurt that you wasn't in the tell-all book? Like <laughs> she's the only right, one. She she's should. literally the only one. Her point was that she, her point. She was Everybody hurt else because... is mad that they're in the book. She's okay. mad that she's. Out well, of no, the she book. she was hurt because she said that one line signifies the fact that you thought about me enough to put that one line and decided against including me. So I, I don't know if it's like the narcissism, which I think it's that because I don't think she wanted to be. I mean, listen, right. I don't think right. she really wanted to be out of this lose her job, right? She's still working in academia, right? Right, she lose her job and right. never work again. Right. Like, yeah, she would have definitely well, got me too. Well, jumped mm-hmm. out, baby. Maybe the role in in Nova's development as an activist and, because I mean, I think it's a, maybe the line that Nova, you know, had attributed to her was something about, you know, helped her form her views on patriarchy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe... In Dr. Octavia's eyes, it was more than that. Like, that's all I did. I opened your eyes to a whole bunch of more. Like, I played more of a role in your life and maybe by proxy your success in the place that you are now. Yeah. You know, then you're giving me credit for, and maybe that's what I think. I absolutely think it was narcissistic. Yeah, careful what you wish for, though. Nova adding addendums. Oh, okay, you know what? I'm saying? You know what? <laughs> right. She's throwing addendum over Edition there. Edition two, volume two. Exactly. Want to be in this book? Here you go. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so Janae, what was your favorite? So, um, so the tweet that I picked, I actually picked because I actually really loved. Um, similar to Jabri, I loved the dialogue that um that started after it, and so. 
Professor uh, Blair L.M. Kelly at Prof B.L.M. Kelly on Twitter tweeted um, that she felt like the few TV shows that exist that that depict black women professors tend to make them look mean and pompous. And particularly thinking about Dr. Octavia, she said this one is a mean, pompous, (laughs) jealous, petty predator which I agree. Um, but then uh, Candace Marie Bimbo at Candace Bimbo on Twitter responded. These things are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yes. Responded. She said, I wonder how many of their experiences reflect that, though. My experiences, my experiences with black women as professors reflect this. My experiences with black women as friends or with who are professors as friends do not. And then Professor Kelly responds, I get that. I work hard not to be anything like what I experienced from some folks as a student. I wonder if we think also about what black women have endured, particularly the first generations in the academy. Candace responds, I think about that a lot, but black women endured in the academy is demonic. I also think about how black academic women have projected their pain onto younger generations and we can never really talk about it out of solidarity and perceived disrespect. Mm -hmm. Then um, another, I believe this must be either another teacher or professor chimed in and she says, I always wonder about the level of projection and the expectation of what black women are supposed to be versus what the work requires us to be. And my professorial day, I ran up against that. I was the mean one, maybe pompous too. I think I got these labels because I had rigorous standards and did not perform black, air quotes, womanhood along expected lines. I think people just didn't know what to do with me. It's like, how dare you be smart, know it, and think that you can set high standards. And the last tweet that I'll share is from uh, Professor Kelly, who says, yes, they want mothering, comfort, understanding from people in black women's bodies, but it's jarring when they don't get it. Mm. And I thought this was a very profound thread that really resonated with me because a lot of times especially and not even just in academia not just as professors but even in the workforce you know when you get a black woman who's opinionated who you know doesn't take any shit who is laying down the law setting standards you know she's awful often seen as angry Mm -hmm. you know people don't want to work with her yada 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 but then that last tweet about how so many times you expect black women to be these you know comforting mothering figures in a way that you don't necessarily expect anybody else to be in the workplace. And then when you don't get that, you you don't understand. Mm. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious what you guys' experience have been maybe with professors in your past and or even just how you felt about that dialogue. Well, I never went to class. So I don't have a lot of experience with professors. <laughs> but I we are all college educated this. here. <laughs> I got the degree. Uh, yeah. well, I mean. I'll say I didn't have a lot of black female teachers in college. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm from PG County, Maryland. Ooh, gorgeous so Prince George's. Hey. In high school, in, in middle school, in elementary school, I definitely had um, black female teachers who were some of the best women that I encountered like you know, in my life. But there was one teacher in particular. This moment stands out. Part, it, it's probably because I was a smart ass, I can admit. <laughs> but also, I don't know if she was like intimidated by me. Mm. Like she, it was, it was so dumb. She mentioned something about um, an anthropologist being someone who like dug up rocks. And I was like, you mean an archaeologist? Mm. She was pissed, <laughs> like pissed. Yeah. And like, and I remember every, 
every moment after that, like, I feel like she she lost my papers on purpose. Like, Yikes. there was, like, a classwork. So we did this in class. And I remember her passing it back on to everybody. And I was like, where's mine? She was like, you didn't turn it in. I'm mm. like, sis, we did this in class. Like, wow. like, she hated me after that. And I don't know what I represented toward, for her. Mm-hmm. Like, mind you, I'm a ch- like, to you, I'm a child. Yeah. So me correcting you in front of the class, like, it could have just been like, oh, my bad. Yes, yeah. that's what I meant. Like, but she took, for whatever reason, she took it to heart. You know what I mean? And she, mm-hmm. like, penalized me that for that for like the rest of the year and I don't know what it was about me like obviously I'm, I was a smart ass like mm-hmm. I didn't have to say that but you were wrong sis mm-hmm. like that that stands out to me but then also being a black woman in the workplace I don't work in academia I work in marketing mm-hmm. but same thing like people expect you to always be meek and mild and when they don't get that it's oh she is arrogant and she thinks she knows everything mm-hmm. and she's aggressive and she's pompous so I definitely can see both sides of the coin mm-hmm. yeah I, I certainly have to, you know, defer to you when it comes to your professional experience. Um, I also had a, a, a similar um, experience with a, a teacher when I was actually in elementary school. Uh, you know, the Spanish teacher couldn't stand me because I, <laughs> I corrected her one time. I mean, I was right. I mean, yeah. You know, but but anyway, to put that on all black women professors, that you know, that's that's that's, true. that's like mm-hmm. that's, that's true. That's what that's racist, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. So sexist, yeah, I, I mean, sexist jury. Okay, and sexist. So you know, that's something that I wouldn't do. I mean, so professors in general can be pompous Absolutely. and arrogant mm-hmm. and you know, think they're you know, that they know better than you. I mean, they kinda get paid to know better than you. So yeah, I mean I, they went I, to school for a really long time. That's sort of part of the job. But I mean they won't know better than you about everything. Yeah. Right. And sometimes that's the part that your professors are not willing to take in. That, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the, the students are gonna have something to add. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, sometimes that's a difficult place to get to in your relationship with your professor. So, but in speaking directly to the media portrayal of uh, black women in academia, um, I do think that there's <laughs> come on with the hands, giving us the hands. Yeah, yeah, they're getting on me for my hands again. Um, but um, the yeah, conscious I... rapper hands. <laughs> Yo, the conscious rapper hands. That's what it is. The conscious rapper hands. Go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Jeffrey, We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's something to keep an eye on, though, you know. Um, <laughs> because, you know, the um, the depiction is, is not something that's consistent enough. So we yeah. got to look out for, you know, when we're portrayed, you know, negatively. Because there's not enough portrayals to balance it out. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, you reach a certain point, like, um, you know, I mean... Let's just say it. You know, white people don't have to worry about how they're portrayed in the media because there's enough there's portrayals. Enough, mm-hmm. So you can get say the whole spectrum. Right, of it. you get yeah. the whole spectrum. Yeah, we're not quite getting the whole spectrum quite yet. Absolutely. So we still got to be a little sensitive. Yeah. To when you know there's a portrayal of a of a black professional woman mm-hmm. and you know what that looks like on TV. Yeah. Did you immediately see it as negative? Like when I was watching it, I didn't see her portrayal as a ne- like I didn't think of it negatively. I thought that she was petty. I thought that just she as a person was being petty. I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't look at it as like, oh, they're depicting, you know, black women professors as pompous and arrogant. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think see it maybe as I mean, I it's something that didn't cross my mind either until I saw this tweet, but I think especially it might have been particularly sensitive for people who are, are black women professors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm sure that you know, over the course of their career, and maybe even before that, you know, and thinking about all the depictions of black women professors that they've seen up to this point, maybe the majority of them are portrayed in this kind of, you know, pompous, rude, mean, Mm -hmm. arrogant light. And it's like, okay, we're not all like that. So why can't we get something different? But, um, but I mean, I think there is a lot of truth 
to the way in which black women, you know, and academia and just all of the just the unique set of circumstances and and barriers and yeah. and stereotypes that that women, let alone black women, must experience trying to get to that level level of accomplishment. I I, I can't imagine. Um, right. But I thought that this was very, this was a very eye opening dialogue and something that again I had never really given thought to. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons as to why this may be the case. And we, you know, I've, I've even had an experience, not a professor, but I mean, I've had, I had an experience in elementary school with a, with a black woman teacher of mine who, you know, I was, you know, very, a very eager student and loved to raise my hand and answer questions. And I can see that. Yes, I was. (laughs) And um, my mom at the time, she actually worked at my school too. And, um, and this is something my mother told me much further down the line. Um, I had to be about in high school, but she told me that this particular teacher had came to her, you know, one day and was like, you know, your daughter's a real know-it-all, you know, right. Yeah. You know, she, you know, so she's very observant. (laughs) 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 Um, But, but apparently, you know, in a very, you know, negative way, as in like, you should talk to her about not, you know, wanting to answer all these questions Mm -hmm. and being, and being too eager. Mm -hmm. And I guess my mom's response to her is like, well, no. So that's what we teach my daughter. If she knows the answer, she should raise her hand she's not disrespecting anybody mm-hmm. you know she she's doing what she's supposed to do she wants to learn and that's what she's here to do yeah um and to me you know that was that was something that went over my head you know I, I didn't necessarily pick that up pick up on that when I was in elementary school but then when my mom finally did tell me I was like wow that's really deep that she would you know yeah feel that way yeah. and express it to your mom and express right. it to my mom right. which was really deep right yeah. the, part that, the part that you have to know is that it wasn't you yeah right. somebody was she brought her baggage or, yeah. or her expectations to the table mm-hmm. because, like, even taking it back to, to Octavia, we don't doubt that she's very smart. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know or unqualified. Or unqualified or, yeah, or exactly. anything. It's just like, what were you expecting her personality to be like? Yeah. 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 I, I don't understand. You know, the criticism for that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah. Before I go off on another tangent, I, <laughs> the point is, I don't know. But that's that's a very interesting. Um, an interesting observation that was made. Yeah. I will say, um, shout out to the the good black women teachers that I had. Um, fun fact, Janae and I went to middle school together. Hey. Hey, Walker Mill, Cougars. <laughs> hey. Capital Heights. Shout out to Miss D'Souza. Oh, wow. Or, well. Miss Cotton. Miss Gray. Or Miss. Oh, wait. Her name is Miss Bimberry. Yeah. And that was Miss Gray. Right. Miss Cotton. Those mm-hmm. were all like, those were three black women teachers who um, definitely stand out as, you know, strong women, you know, mm-hmm. outspoken Definitely not arrogant or pompous, but I definitely they were definitely like a a, a force. Mm-hmm. But you know, just wanted to call right, that I'm out. Shout out my teachers yeah. too. Hey, uh, shout out the teachers. Shout out to Roberta Quander. Hey, shout out to Rita Miles. Hey. you know some real you know strong black women teachers that really you know help keep us on the straight and narrow, kick us in the ass when we needed it. Hey, Corey. I didn't go to school much, so... <laughs> you uh, just going to keep this up? Goodbye. Yeah. Don't do Shout this. out to the strong black women in the cafeteria. Uh, that's, I mean, well, you know what? You know what? That's great. Because they be holding us down, too. They do. They held us down. All Shout the, out all to... All the chocolate milks I used to drink, they got me strong as hell. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Debbie at Towson University in the, um, in the Glen when you first walk in. With them sweet free uh, swipes in the meal cards, a and shouting out <laughs> shouting out Miss Renita Alexander, my second grade teacher, one of my faves to this day. All right, all right, that was good. Hey <laughs> guys, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad we got to do that. Yeah, all right, Corey, what you think? What, what was your uh, Twitter Twitter find? 
Oh, man. So, you know, we've been getting a lot of love on Twitter, so I had to really dig deep. I wanted to find some stuff that, you know, really spoke to me and, and you know, how I feel about the show. And I actually found three tweets. Okay. This is crazy. Go ahead. So the first tweet is from Junebug6969. Of course. He says, <laughs> what y'all on? Jimmy Dale and Aunt Vi Beef probably started because her pies weren't as good as Patty's oh pies. Oh my God. First <laughs> of all, how you find a Jimmy Dale tweet? It's from Junebug6969. It's, 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 it's on Twitter. Yo. Now, I know, I could tell. Patty, you know, Patty LaBelle pies be a fool. And Jimmy Dale clearly had some of that. And that's probably where him and Aunt Vi went left at. The second tweet, <laughs> hey man, it's Twitter. Oh my God. Hot boy Leroy said, This about, is going to be bad. Hot boy Leroy. Davis messed around and got a triple double. Today was a good day. I oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if you're talking about on the court or off the court. But, you know, I like my man Davis. So he I didn't have to use his AK. Why do you like Davis? Yeah, no. why, why do you like Davis? Today was a good Hot day. boy Leroy like Davis, not me. You I just said you like Davis. Because, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but no, I got plenty of reasons like Davis. Davis is misunderstood. That's stupid, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The last one I had was from J Dog right. One Eighty Seven. Um, he said, "Big props to Remy for realizing one is too close to none and trying to land two borderlines. It ain't no fun if the sister can't have none." Goodbye. J Dog, <laughs> me and J Dog is on the same page. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I've heard you say that before. Yes. Like, that all, one is too close to none. One is too close to none. Got to have backups. I just want y'all to know these are not the tweets that Corey said. Oh, dang. oh, oh, oh! Y'all was talking about the. Oh, my bad. That was the wrong Twitter. I'm sorry. All right, my bad. My oh, bad. What you was oh, in the dark oh, Twitter? Oh. Oh, oh, Twitter? Oh, I thought this was what we doing dark Twitter tweets. All right, no, the real okay. tweet. My bad. It's gonna come from Alex D. Leonard. Uh, <laughs> I can't even believe what just happened. <laughs> we done just like, told the people you don't be trolling, <laughs> and you do this to us. <laughs> I thought that was doing dark Twitter. All right. Ain't nobody say that. Nobody sent me the message. Come on. Oh, we y'all talking about regular Twitter? Then we're going to go with Alex D. Leonard's tweet of, I love that Queen Sugar portrays loving black men as husbands and fathers. It gets no better than Hollywood and Ralph Angel. Thank you. You know, a a lot of times, you know, on TV now, we see a lot of of drug dealing stuff, uh, you know, a lot of negative uh, imagery of black men and I think this show definitely goes like completely opposite of that Mm -hmm. Um, even though in Ralph Angel's case he's done wrong in the past like he's definitely like on the path to do right and be a great father and be an entrepreneur provide opportunities to other black men in the community and of course Hollywood is everybody's you know Superman Negro Um, (laughs) (laughs) he can do no wrong you got (laughs) even you try to get do do extra work so yeah I just think like um, you know those being the two primary black male characters in the show they are definitely like good you know representations of of a modern day uh black men yeah i definitely appreciate that juxtaposition with ralph angel and hollywood with the fact that they have characters like jimmy dale and davis on the show like they mm-hmm. they show kind of a multifaceted black man and and not to say that you know domestic violence and attempt assisted rape mm-hmm. is you know characteristic of a black man but stuff happens and they they have those characters but they also have characters like Ralph Angel who you know is making a change in his life and stepping up and taking care of Blue so well and you know really doing well for himself and then you have characters like Hollywood who's just all around a just all around good guy um I I really do appreciate seeing um seeing that dynamic with those two and I mean especially with Hollywood and Ralph Angel I mean as you know 
as great partners and, and fathers as they are, you still get to see those pieces of them that aren't perfect. You still get to see, you know, the areas that they struggle and they are just trying to go through life and, and be the best men that they can be, you know, with the circumstances that life has given them. You know, we saw Hollywood and his circumstance with his ex-wife and how complicated that was and how he had to, you know, kind of fall out with Vi to get back strong. And of course, we've seen, you know, Ralph Angel's journey from, you know, being fresh out of prison, you know, stealing from the convenience store to mm -hmm. get, you know, stuff for Blue and seeing how, you know, but getting the, uh, when he was working at, at the Warehouse? Yeah, at the warehouse and mm -hmm. selling the stolen stuff or holding oh, yeah. the stolen stuff, which was wild. And, you know, he had to go through, you know, those experiences to realize that, like, okay, this is what I don't need to be doing. And you can see the evolution and how he's gotten to, you know, the space that he's in now. And so I can appreciate. And it really just goes to show that people are really just doing the best that they can. People are going to make mistakes. But, you know, mistakes don't necessarily mean that you're not a, you're not a good father, that you're yeah. not a good partner, that you don't mean well, okay. that you don't have love in your heart, that you don't have capacity to grow. So I really appreciate that about the show. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, you know, as a black father, you know, I really appreciate the fact that we don't have characters on the show who grew up without their fathers. Yeah, they were that's all true. present. Like everybody, Artists, everybody had a daddy. And, you know, that's something that we don't, we're not seeing enough in the community. Mm -hmm. And we definitely not seeing enough of it on TV. Definitely not. So, you know, so shout out to the fathers. Ernest Bordelon was a strong father. Mm -hmm. Seemed like he made his mistakes, you know, here and there. You know, I, I don't know what kind of people. <laughs> the borderline si uh, siblings are, but um, I think in the end they're gonna find their way, and I think mm -hmm. I think that's because of their, of their strong father. Ralph Angel's a strong father. Um, you know, Hollywood is a strong partner. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a member of the family. Exactly. Yeah. And you know the way they portray the black men on the show, I think is is very positive overall. You know, there's been mistakes. There's felons. Um, you know, there's uh cheating athletes you know mm -hmm. that's that's a bit of a stereotype but even then he has some uh davis you know he has some complexity to him mm -hmm. i think you know there's times in which he truly intends to be doing the right thing right and he's just not because he's not capable <laughs> but, but, but but i mean reunite his family yeah man. no he truly nah. intends i i think sometimes he has Pure intentions, and just he's just he just can't make the connection on how to. He needs to take him. He needs to look past his nose and and stop thinking about himself. <laughs> yeah, and look you know yeah. really consider nose. the thoughts and feelings and needs of others. Because I mean, I do think he's well intentioned, yeah. but he puts himself at the center of most of it. Yeah, look yeah. past his nose, Janae. Which one of your grandmas be saying it? Listen, um, <laughs> it's not important. You know, it's not important. <laughs> look past his nose. That's hilarious. They say they say uh, use your Use your hair for more than a hat rack. That's what they say. Well, about all right. I you like that one. I'm not playing. Yeah. <laughs> Make some good use of that head. Um, oh. All right. So I have one. Um, so I had tweeted um, that. So disclosure, I've been the one that's been tweeting for the past couple of episodes. Um, I guess you can kind of tell the difference, the difference between when I tweet and when Panama tweets because I tweet like a girl. <laughs> and Panama tweets like, like a guy. Like a guy. So, so you see a lot of hot girl summer. You see a lot of, oh. And a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of gifts, you know, that's me. Mm. Um, so I tweeted that Micah needed to stick to the rivers and the lakes that he's used to in response mm. to his, you know, while of respect that he's been doing okay. on the show. And Lizabeth's at Lizabeth's replied that he really needs to stop looking to Aunt Nova for guidance. She's about to be to blame for both him and Too Sweet going to jail, SMH. Mm. 
And I agree. I I'm just really still waiting for the moment, and I'm still not sure if he's read the wait, book. Wait, do you? It, so no. What? At what point did Aunt Nova give him bad advice? Not advice, guidance. What point did she give him bad guidance? So whether, regardless of what your feelings are for her, like any any person can give another person, even the bad people can give good guidance to people, right? So yes. I don't think she's ever led him astray and said you know, do this and, and that ended up being something a terrible idea. Like she 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 tries to let him think for himself and, you know, and open his mind and, and be creative. And she doesn't like just necessarily always tell him do this. She says, Hey, well, you know, what nah. do you Yeah. No, nah. that well that's true. She never tells him directly to do right, things. To I don't do things. I can't recall. But he's still looking at her as an example of how to be and how to act. And I'm I'm not sure I can't gather from what's happening so far if he's read the whole book because i just can't imagine that he's read this book and seen the way that she's talked about his mom and that she's put business out there in the street like that and think that it's okay like i just i just don't understand yeah. the way she's leading cool. by example exactly it's, it's, Wait, no. it's not cool like so like after the fight after after they went on his haircut yeah. after they yeah. told him you know he was out here mm-hmm. killmongering all right, so she was. He was That's exactly what he was. Doing. But I mean, but he, I mean, he had to throw hands over it. He didn't. But the point is, he showed us. He shows up, sits in front of Nova, explains to Nova what happened, and Nova was like, "Okay, yeah." He should have gotten a, a good talking to. I mean, she got a, I mean, the fact that she didn't say anything wrong with it. It's like that's guidance and leadership. It's like on one hand, I definitely respect. I think that I can respect the way that Nova does talk to Micah like he's an adult. She doesn't really talk down to Micah, which I think is important for Micah as he's growing and figuring things out. And they're able to have these, you know, really open, transparent conversations. And Micah's comfortable talking to her. Mm -hmm. That said, Nova hasn't really used this position and this influence that she has in Micah's life to kind of tamp down these urges Wait. that he's having to act out in the so, way that he has been. But, but she takes the approach of let me not tell you the path to go. Let me not tell you A, B, and C. Let me like try to make you think about it and you pick the path that works for you. But at the end of the day, as my aunt, as a as a as a I mean, not old, but an elder as, as somebody who... That's the reason I'm, you talk to Nova and not Charlie, right? right. Charlie's going to tell you, no, do this, do that. That's what parents do, right? And that's the reason people don't talk to their parents, right? Because the parents are preaching to them. So Nova's not preaching. She's like, hey, well, have you ever thought of this? Like, did you think of that? Like, like, and... What I'm saying is I think Nova could have used that opportunity to let Micah know. I think there is definitely a way that she could have let Micah know that what he did wasn't, wasn't unacceptable. Think, but, oh, but she might not think of what he did was unacceptable. And, and, and maybe she doesn't. And this is why. Whoa, whoa, hold up. So, yes. Wait, no. So she could, she, Nova could be more, you know, uh, Malcolm X by any means necessary. And, you know, versus Charlie, who could be more MLK, you know, like, what so I'm she saying, may not have saw anything wrong with that. And I don't necessarily saw, see anything wrong with that. Like, if, if, if they're going to disrespect you to your face, sometimes you got to let the hands go. Okay. And what I'm, I guess I'm not dis- necessarily disagreeing with anything that you're saying, but what I am saying is that Micah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely disagreeing with what I'm you're saying. saying. Like, Why? Even, but even if, you're saying they can't disrespect you to a point where, where sometimes we got to throw the hands? I'm saying uh. even if that's what Nova believes and I, whether or not that's right or that's wrong, what I'm saying is that out of concern for her nephew who has already been in, you know, a really unfortunate predicament with law enforcement, with he's trying to find himself. 
he needs to relax. And I think no. that is it, it, it's yeah. doing him a disservice for Nova not to convey the real. Because even Nova, you know, she talks about back in her, you know, mm-hmm. in the old days when she was out here protesting. And she was scared shitless. And at the end of the day, Micah's not Nova. Like... Micah is he's just not. So you get locked up protesting though. That's different than throwing hands because somebody was joning on you. Like if somebody, <laughs> no, somebody so going no, on your haircut, so you can't hit as, you as can't an hit adult, somebody. If, if I was advising for going on his haircut, I, yeah. when I, when he I know he you, pointed to the Black Panther poster when he asked for that haircut. <laughs> exactly. Look, I don't understand how he can get upset like, about it. Yeah. We're not taking. I, I'm gonna tell. Hey, we're not taking no disrespect, <laughs> right? <laughs> he did say zero tolerance. He said zero tolerance on the disrespect. We're not taking no disrespect. Well, that's but that's not realistic. Huh? That's not realistic because the the reality is people are going to talk to you crazy and people are going to no more. You going to punch okay. everybody? <laughs> I, bet, punch I, bet, everybody? I, bet, I bet I bet I bet no jokes coming about the killmonger after after that. Well, that's not necessarily true. They're going to get away with it when you locked up though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey man, you got to be willing to risk it all sometimes. Bye. You got to stand on something. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more tweet. This is just one that I thought was funny. So I meant I said a little something about you know the esteemed Dr. Octavia Laurent and Nova dating. So I said, oh, wow, they were dating. And this wasn't just a little fling. Summer's in Italy. And so the people of the Unscrupulous People podcast said, wow, Italy. But she wouldn't even spend the night at Zarya's. And I just thought that was hilarious. Because Shout out to Zarya. <laughs> yeah. Shout out From to Zarya. She knows. <laughs> Zarya is um, the character that Reagan Gomez played on the Parenthood a show, you know, Y'all watch. Y'all know, y'all know the pair. Robert, Robert Townsend. Exactly. Yeah. But then... Uh, uh, fake Mystical. What was his name? The little wait kid. Wait a minute. The, the, uh, oh, um, the boy. Oh, what was his name? I can't remember. He had the braids. With the... But... Uh, I know, oh, we, we, we will circle back with that young <laughs> we'll, man. We'll, we'll have that in it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. funny... My coworker, you know, I was kind of like reading these to her and talking about like, you know, the format for the show tonight. And she said... Um, shout out to Portia. She said, I love how Nova is pulling all of the 90s heartthrobs. She said, Reagan, Cree, who's next? Shar Jackson? And I, <laughs> come cackle. on, Nisi. If, <laughs> if, listen, if I see Shar Jackson appear on my Queen Sugar screen. Shar Jackson a heartthrob, though. That's what we first think. The I 90s ask. heartthrobs. Come on, don't do that. We got some other ones. What'd you say? Wasn't nobody. People were checking for Nisi had a fan club. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Who you going with? That ain't the one. Let's not do this. Ashley Banks. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. Who else? Reagan Gomez. You know, Ashley Banks, right? Bianca Lawson or everything she was on. Point being, if I see see another 90s heartthrob on my my Queen Sugar screen, I'm going to lose it. It's going to be hilarious to me. I just thought that was funny. And so the young man's name is... Uh, Kenneth Kenny Blank. Yes. Um, he is uh, currently residing. Oh, young mystical. Yes, yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Kenny Blank. Oh, the little brother. Absolutely. And he is a musician. So we need to oh, look him up. Snap. That's yeah. funny. We're probably playing a harmonica on somebody's street corner somewhere. That's <laughs> funny. So, yeah, so that wraps up our tweets. Um, as I said, we have a good time in these Twitter streets um, every Wednesday, live tweeting the show, so you should join us. You know, these are the types of things that we talk about, types of dialogue that we have. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the tweet of the week. And we're also going to give a shot of bourbon to the MVP of Queen Sugar so far. So stay tuned. <laughs> We're back on Bourbon and Border Loans on the Black Tastic Podcast Network with the tweet of the week. So this is one that we all agreed on. I think we can all agree that this is what we want to happen, right? So shout out to SC Payne 221 She said, I want the family to show up to at least one of Nova's book events and put her on blast. And she quoted, 
isn't it true you secretly released this book without your family knowledge or consent, without any regard for how this would affect them? A simple yes or no will do. Um, and I just thought that perfectly sums up what I want to happen. Like somebody, anybody, please just put her out there. Like the the, the world needs to know that the family does not approve of this because I don't think anyone knows but her. Yeah, nobody's going to know unless the family come and blow her spot up. And so They need to blow up her spot. I, and I I'm support. waiting for somebody to do it. Also, honorable mention, um, Miss uh, Ava DuVernay, again, I just have to keep throwing this out there, <laughs> that she... The one of the best tweets ever, you know, in response to my Micah really needs to learn to stick to the rivers and lakes that he's used to. Ava quote retweeted me and said, <laughs> The rivers and the lakes, followed by three laughing emojis in a row. Count of one, two, one, two, three, three. So <laughs> Ava thinks your girl is funny. So, so your girl is funny. Okay, definitely the honorable mentions. Tweet of the week, tweet of sure. the week, for sure. Let me uh, speaking to the tweet of the week though. Um, you know, I think that. I don't know if, if I want people, if I want the family to show up because it's like people are getting from the book what Nova intends because they assume that this, the family's all good now. Mm-hmm. If they find out the family's not all good, then then they're gonna their lives are gonna be back in shambles. That you know they were getting the self help from the book and now they're gonna be but back the in shambles. Self help is based on BS. Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think the theme here is is accountability. We need Nova to be held accountable. It is not going to be fair if she gets through all of this without being held accountable for doing her family so terribly yeah. in this way. <laughs> Corey, is there something you want to add? I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. I also just want to quickly shout out, um, you guys real funny with these memes. I wish we could include, you all could see the memes because those would definitely be uh, put up for honorable mention as well. Definitely. With these quotes and these uh, memes and uh, GIF, GIF, what, what are we calling GIF? It, apparently it's GIF, but I'm not saying that shit. <laughs> okay. I go GIF. I go GIF because the G stands for graphic. So I go GIF. I go gift too. I mean, I think, that makes, I think it is gift. That makes logical sense. But the creator of the of the thing said it was GIF, and well, I'm not saying it. Well, the gift GIFs, we appreciate those. <laughs> y'all real funny. Y'all so creative. Y'all keep us young. We appreciate it. Keep it going. Keep it up. We love following y'all on Twitter. So okay, and so the last thing we want to get to is our honorable shot of bourbon. So this week we are going to cover the shot of bourbon for the MVP so far. So throughout this whole season, so far. Who do you think deserves just the biggest shot of bourbon yet? Like the master shot so far? I'm going to say. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess who's going to be. Okay, no. Let's not front like Ralph Angel has not been having a great season. You're a hater. I ain't, No, I ain't say he hadn't. I'm just, uh, this was very predictable. <laughs> okay. Oh, come on, but, but continue. And what about it? But continue. Ralph Angel has been having a great season. He has, you know, really turn his life around you know he's doing the program he's dating you know he's stepping up as a father i mean he's been stepping up as a father because that's just how he do because he's just a brilliant man (laughs) you know what i'm saying i just really feel like he just deserves a shot of bourbon and i don't see the problem like ralph angel gets a shot of bourbon baby boy baby boy (laughs) (laughs) he does deserve um and i completely echo shawnee's sentiments however comma however comma I am going to give my shot of bourbon, my MVP shot of bourbon, to one Miss Charlie Bordelon. Oh. I am. I'm hurt. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> we, you know, my love for Ralph Angel knows no bounds. However, 
Charlie, per usual, moving and shaking, making things happen, taking matters into her own hands when the councilwoman stepped down, you know, putting in a bid for a city council. And I think especially ahead of this fight that she has coming for her, she's going to need a shot of bourbon and maybe something else. Um, so I am going to give my MVP uh, shot, you know, Micah's mom dealing with all that mess, keeping Davis together, you know, making sure that he, you know, understands that the ship has sailed. Charlie deserves. So opened up a clinic, a whole migrant worker clinic. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to okay. give my okay. shot to okay. Charlie puts okay. in work. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I got to agree. I, I was giving, giving my shot of bourbon to Charlie as well. Like she's been doing a thing like this, this season, man. She's like, she's handling business everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's opened the clinic. She, she's trying to stop the, 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 uh, the highway, the highway from coming through. She's trying to handle, she's handled Micah situation mm-hmm. with people making death. Uh, death threats to him. She got a little romance going on. Mm-hmm. She's trying to help Davis. Like she, she got her hand in everybody's situation. Mm-hmm. The romance uh, is negative, though. I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling I the romance. Romero, Romero, Romero. Yeah, I don't like him either. But, real <laughs> <laughs> but she got a romance going I mean, on. So he I real go. sincere. But y'all will wife that dude. I mean, he's actually kind of fine. I again, I, whether it or not, it's long term. I think he is serving the purpose he is supposed to serve right now. Yes, he's a soft place to land, as I saw someone say on Twitter. Actually, nah, she's back to you know being her regular boss self. You know, trying to orchestrate you know the, all the moves in the uh, in the season. I like, I love it. Charlie definitely gets my shot of bourbon for so far. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sliding my DM, Charlie. Stop playing, girl. It's been too long. It's been five episodes. How long do you think I'm gonna wait? <laughs> Don't make me switch to Nova like uh, Remy did. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> special shout out to Romero for like you know. You gotta roll the R. You better I, roll that R. I absolutely <laughs> refuse. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> no dice. <laughs> But uh, you know he <laughs> he's shooting above his league. You know he above his pay grade right well, now with Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm just saying, you know. But you know I can't say anything more about Charlie. You guys are right. You know Charlie's really been doing her thing. I think you know like the the drawbacks to Charlie. You know the the, the things that people really harped on about Charlie when they couldn't get with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Now that Nova's gone so far the other way, like you can't even look at Charlie and be like. I can't get you with you. Get it, yeah. uh-huh. It's like, you know, Charlie is like, they moved her back, you know, to the middle when, you know, send, <laughs> yeah. sending Nova all the, the way over there. The window shifted. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So the way we look at things, like, you know, Charlie is 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 right where she needs to be, doing what she needs to be. You know, her personality sometimes, you know, still gets to some people, to some of the other characters. They can't really see how, see where she's coming from. But, you know, now looking at it from from the top overall, Looking at Nova, looking at Vi, looking at Ralph Angel, and then looking at Charlie, you're like, you know, Charlie's really doing what she needs to do. Her heart's in the right place. She's made some mistakes. She's trying to atone. You know, she sees, you know, what she's going to do for the family in the future, and she really has a plan for it. So, you know, my MVP, my shot of bourbon would also be Charlie Bordelon. I can live with that. (laughs) That makes Charlie the winner for the week. Uno, dos, tres. All right. Dang, you don't got to (laughs) count. All right, so shot of bourbon goes to Charlie. Clank, 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 clank. <laughs> we told y'all we really have bourbon here. We're not, <laughs> like, I don't we're know if y'all hear that. Yeah, ice jingle, right. jingle, jingle. Throughout the show, we are really <laughs> we drinking. Are we are not <laughs> that would explain some of Corey's. Um, <laughs> 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 
Yeah, so thanks for joining us again. Even though there's no episode of Queen Sugar this week, we wanted to come in, give y'all something, give y'all a dope podcast to step to. And um, <laughs> there I see there, what you right? did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, Bourbon Border Lounge, you know how we uh, how we end things off. Uh, did anybody, anybody have anything to say? No. All right, so we closing it down. One, two, three. Take, take flight. flight. Minus, oh, wait, minus. wait, wait. <laughs> Nova Portalon is trash. <laughs> we landed the plane. We got to take you. flight again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Good. <laughs> this podcast is fantastic.